0: With a clothing rental membership from Armour, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high-quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a 5-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as 2 days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Hi, I'm Monica Packer with About Progress, and this is a special bonus episode in honor of our seven-year anniversary. What you'll hear today is a departure from other anniversary episodes we've done in the past and in a really fun, I hope, way. You'll hear a conversation with my podcast manager, Taylor Brockwood, who I could not do this podcast without. She's also become dear friend, and we love talking together, and we don't even really get to do it very often, and we have to be all about business most of the time. But we thought it'd be fun to do something different. You're going to hear seven things that you may not know about me. Taylor acts as the facilitator. You are going to love her if you haven't heard her yet, and it's kind of fun to to do a little bit of a navel gazing and a unique episode for you with more hints of what's to come with episodes that might be similar in tone. In advance of you listening to this conversation, I want to say thank you so much for seven years of About Progress. Here we go. Well, you have been a much requested return visitor and someone I hope we'll see around here a little bit more and we'll share more on that later too. But I just want to share a little bit about what we are doing today. If you've been listening to the podcast the last month or so, I've been sharing that this fall marks our 7 years anniversary of the About Progress podcast. And typically, I think this is the the week or the week after I officially aired 7 years ago. It doesn't really matter the exact date to me. But I typically have aired a very podcast centered episode around this time of year. And it usually involves typical questions that you have about the podcast or podcasting in general, more of its story. And while that's been fun to do in the past, I think we've done enough of them. And I was actually talking to Brad about it while we were uh, driving to family dinner. He suggested we do something different and instead talk more about um, I guess me. Which seems a little weird, but less about the podcast and more about what are people curious about that we haven't really talked about, a little bit more informal and um personal. So Funnily enough, this whole slant on things actually goes more with something that we have in the works. And we're not a hundred percent ready to share it yet, but just know there's a lot more coming in 2024. And it's going to be a little bit more like this, a little bit more personal in some special episodes. That's not what the podcast is going to change to, but uh, just stay tuned. More is going to come. And when we say more personal, we're not saying personal as in dramatic. Like I'm going to be sharing like really dramatic stories and be super vulnerable about, like, today had a really bad day or anything like that. It's just more about being unfiltered and less polished. So, okay. So what we did for this episode is I asked on Instagram what you are curious about. And based off of what you submitted, we're going to go through seven things you don't know about me. And Taylor's going to facilitate this conversation and and lead it from here. So Taylor, I'm going to pass the mic over to you.
1: Okay, thank you, Monica. Let's get more personal. We're going to start from the start. Someone asked, where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in Farmington, Utah. I moved into my house at six months old and stayed there until I was 18. So we, I did not move around growing up at all.
1: And then was that the same house you even ended up living back in for a little bit in the past couple years? Uh Uh-huh. When we moved back...
0: Yes, my parents are still there. When we moved back to Utah, um, we we first lived with my parents in their basement for a year and a half, which was a huge, huge blessing. Right. I don't know well, what we would have done.
1: Yeah, you're renovating your home. Right? Yeah, it was Born it was, was such waste, a big Utah. thing. And um, mm-hmm. what did you want to be growing up?
0: It's funny because what I wanted to be growing up is a kind of a a combination of what I am now. I wanted to be a talk show host, a teacher, a broadcast journalist. I went into college thinking that I would go into dance and performing. (laughs) So it kind of, I mean, that took a complete 180, mostly because I didn't get into anything once I went to school. Like I just wasn't good enough, probably good enough for my high school, but not for college. So it's fun how that turned out to be what I'm kind of doing now in many ways.
1: Yeah. Well, those are competitive things to get into, but I think it's worked out. Okay. What would you say is your most embarrassing moment?
0: This could take me 30 minutes to share. So the (laughs) nutshell is when I was seven years old, I don't, I don't typically get embarrassed that easy. Although I had a very embarrassing moment yesterday that I'll have to tell you about another time. Okay. But when I was seven and doing, um, baseball, like on a local rec league, a girl Mm -hmm. softball league, I just really needed to use the bathroom. And the, the, again, the nutshell of this is I did not want to go to the bathroom because it was all the way across the field. And when you're seven years old, that seems very far away. And I was worried I'd miss my chance to bat and helping out on the first base with his dad was a friend, a boy that I had a little bit of a crush on. So I wanted to impress him with my baseball skills. And by the time I finally got up to bat, a few innings had passed and. I essentially started dancing over the home plate and then I peed my pants. on <laughs> So I really impressed that boy. And I love how you just
1: like still remember it. I can like see this in my head. You've painted such a clear picture. Like clearly that, that really stuck with you. Oh, I remember Your every reverse. second of
0: that. Yeah, it's
1: definitely That's embedded awesome. in my brain forever. That's a good one. Would you say that you ever had an awkward phase?
0: Oh, Yeah. Uh, Brad's favorite picture of me is like my sixth grade picture. It is hilarious. Why? Like full on, I just braces. And I mean, I went into at junior high, like I'd, ne- I was fr- afraid to even wear lip gloss. Like I just, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, so I definitely had some awkward phases there, but I think all of junior high and high school, I could say we were pretty awkward. I was never the cool kid ever. I was always a kid who was like Hermione Granger and Always wanting to do be- better and excel, but also have everyone like her, and that wasn't a great combination. So I had some great friends, but I was never like the cool kid ever.
1: Interesting. I I feel like everybody had like their middle school was the awkward phase. Kid, kid yeah. these days look cool, but I feel like we we weren't we were intimidating.
0: Cool. They are. I'm scared because <laughs> yeah, we there were, were some seventh cool. graders in my yeah my daughter's seventh grade uh Like, call, I don't know, classmates were trying to talk to me the other day. And I was like, uh,
1: hi. Like scared.
0: Yes, oh I like got scared.
1: Your, your inner awkward self coming out. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of your husband, his favorite picture of you, how did you guys meet?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, so we actually met when we were kids, but neither of us remember it. Both our parents grew up together in Utah in a tiny town up north. And then Brad's family largely lived in California. So we would visit each other's families or like we, the parents would come by when they were in each other's states sometimes. I know his, I knew his other brothers, like his older brother, rather growing up and his older sister, but we basically didn't meet officially until we ended up in each other's um, like Monday night church group
1: in no our way. local
0: congregation. Just randomly? Yeah. All random. Like- Okay. That, that It was, it was pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And when he's like, you're a Simmons, I'm like, and you're a Packer. And we knew exactly who each other's families were. So it was kind of an arranged marriage.
1: Wow. That is, okay. Can I ask, like, for the people who know the area, like, where did you guys live? And this was in Provo, right?
0: Oh, yeah. We lived on Condo Row, for those who are familiar with yeah. BYU. Yeah. That's it was so the funny. cool street, I think. We love yeah.
1: that. I mean, yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. That's funny. Um, What does Brad do for work?
0: He's an accountant. So he's a CPA. He worked for public accounting for years and years. And the last six years, he's been working for a hedge fund as, you know, the accountant, but also the, I'm going to get this right, chief compliance officer. And it really matches his personality quite well. Yeah. And he
1: works, like, from home. Did you say that? Yes,
0: because of COVID. So he still works for his hedge fund in San Francisco and he goes back occasionally. He'll probably need to go back more often next year. But yeah, because of COVID, we were lucky enough for him to be able to work from home. And that also meant we could move, which we needed to at the time.
1: And we kind of mentioned you guys had like renovated your house, but that's one thing you did. Like, don't you both kind of have offices? That was something you added to the home.
0: Mm -hmm, Above the garage. I'm in my office and he's in his right now across the way. I love that. Yeah. So helpful.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
0: All right. Someone asked if you've ever
1: taken any personality tests.
0: I have. And the first one I, I mean, I think we all took those personality kind of quizzes in the magazines growing up, but I've I've always loved those, but I took the Meyer Briggs one um with my first official teaching job. Actually, it was my second, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. Anyway, we were doing that as a team to figure out, like, how are we going to mesh well as colleagues? And all I remember from that one is that one of my things was I was the judger, which my colleagues loved to tease me about. That was one of my funny. Uh, personality names. i actually worked really well for our team because I was the one like keeping us in check. Um, and then I've taken the color code and that was more out of curiosity for me and Brad. And I am the worst combo that he says is possible. I'm 50% red, 50% blue. You'll have to read the book to learn more. But yeah, basically, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm 50-50 and that's the most contradictory um, combo. And it just basically yes. means to me that I want to be better than everyone else, but I want them to like me too. Mm. Hm. So I think that's probably the worst traits of both of those colors I'm, I'm sharing right there. And then I've also taken the Enneagram, and I did that through the Enneagram Institute. I would highly recommend doing that. And I am the type three, the achiever, and right next to it, type one, the reformer, which I don't think huh. anyone will be surprised by.
1: I don't know anything about type. I came up, I I think I'm type three, too, but I don't know what my, so you're like type three, wing
0: one. I think that's like how people say it. Yes, uh-huh. I don't remember what I bet wing you. Was. I bet you are really similar. I bet you'd have just a different wing than me. Mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. Interesting. You should do it. Yeah, I should do it again. Okay, so someone asked what you do when your kids use potty talk. So yeah. we get into that, and also just any maybe like weird or different parenting stances that you think you have.
0: Mm hmm. So this is where I don't really, this is actually what Brad brought up when he was like, you should do an episode like this. He's like, you should talk a little bit more. I mean, he's like, you have some pretty strong opinions. Yeah. But you don't like share them very often. I'm like, yeah, I don't. And that's like the blue side of my personality. I'm like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers or make anyone feel judged or anything. So this is me just going to share some of my weird and kind of strong parenting stances. You might make some people talk. feel heard. Like some some people might so. be like, oh,
1: same. But anyway, okay, go ahead.
0: I hope so. Yeah. And I, so whatever I say is not a judgment that there we go. Now I'll feel right. a little better about just saying them. But yeah, potty talk, not a fan. I also am not a fan of ignoring it. Mm. I know that can be some of the be- the behavioral stance, like ignore bad behavior. I do not believe that. And across the board, that's positive parenting. I really believe in in many ways, but, uh, not like just 100% you ignore all beha- bad behavior. I think that's not good. So, uh, but I will say, we haven't quite grappled how to deal with this. We've got four boys, but our oldest in particular just is a big fan of potty talk. So I'll say don't, I don't love it. I have a char, which is a jar of popsicle sticks for them to pull a chore from. So we call it the char. I will say like, I give them a warning and then I'm like, okay, all right, that's the second time. So you will be doing a char when we get home or go pick a char. Um, so that sometimes helps, but not really. Um, another weird parenting stance is, um since my kids have started school I've been pretty um I felt very strongly that they need like a warm breakfast. Mm-hmm. And it's partly because I think cereal is expensive and not filling. Like I I just feel like they're they're hungry right after. So that's the biggest reason and the other is just I feel like it gives them cavities too. And some of my kids are really prone to cavities. So we just kind of balance it out. Like Monday through Thursday there's a warm breakfast. And oftentimes that's just reheated pancakes or eggs from like the day before. It's not like fancy stuff. But then Friday they get to have some cereal and then we always have Saturday cereal, which is like a really special, like, but expensive cereal, like fruit loops or something like that. And then Sunday I, we usually make a nice breakfast in the morning. I feel so like that's
1: that, that, yeah. that has talked about his love for cereal before on the podcast.
0: Oh, he loves it so much. He has cereal every morning. Oh, sure. Okay. That's so funny. While while our kids are eating the eggs, Brad's eating his cereal. And they've learned to accept that that's just when he pays for, you know, he gets to pay for his cereal, he gets to eat (laughs)
1: it. And then they can all indulge that day Mm -hmm. together. That's cute.
0: And I guess another weird parenting stance beyond a whole other thing we could talk about another time is like, I totally, uh, there's like an alternate universe where... Like we're homesteading parents and our kids are just living that life because I did cloth diapers. Like I was a very natural mm-hmm. parent for a long time. Mm-hmm. We do not do cloth diapers anymore, but we did for a long time. So the, the one I will share though, weird parenting stance, the last one is I have n- never bought any kind of frozen chicken nugget. Mm-hmm. Um, and like no dino nuggets. And it's not because I think they're bad. I think they're just gross. <laughs> but this is me and my personal. meat issues yeah i just have i have meat issues so yeah. to me i just I, I can't have that in my freezer it will just gross me out every time i open it up so my kids have not had the advantage of having dino nuggets but we have plenty of frozen egos. oh those yeah. are never not in our freezer
1: we love frozen egos as well and i think my daughter just had Kraft macaroni and cheese she's six for the first time yesterday she said that was the best macaroni and cheese she's ever had oh and my gosh like it's i've like basically been like thing. keeping it's like the same like, thing like i just i thought homemade was better but joke's on me so i don't know maybe your kids will have to no i nuggets one day and, and be like why were you holding out on
0: us i think they will and i We'll have to all go to therapy for that later yeah we're just trying our best okay yeah just keeping That's you so alive funny. and me not grossed out
1: right right okay speaking of the kids, you just had your fifth baby this year because was he born in January? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So how has that transition been? Like, how do you handle having a baby and like the sleep struggle that that comes with while having to care for your four other kids?
0: So if, if they've listened to the podcast this year, I've tried to be transparent without also just being a martyr. But this year has been extremely challenging for me. Um, in ways I didn't expect. And I, and I'm pretty, I'm a realist when it comes to having a baby, like I'm just a realist. And even with those pretty realistic expectations, they were way high, um, compared to just how this year has gone. So one of the issues has been, he didn't nap for a long time, like at all, like he would nap for 20 minutes tops at a time. Uh, And that truly made me go insane. But anyway, he, he is napping a lot better, not sleeping at night very well but he's it's fine i'm better i'm much better at handling that because he's sleeping during the day and i'll just say like i didn't i feel like when they're asking how you handle the baby struggling to sleep and care for your other kids i'll just say no i just basically didn't
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and no that's
0: Brad yeah brad's been the the guy to step up so much and uh thankfully because he works from home he's been able to more and 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 you know actually with him working from home we try to make it he's in the office and he's working like we just don't bother him yeah but he's had to just not all the time like not all the time but he 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 has helped in ways that we both had to have happen um and that's been petering out gradually he's been able to have stricter work hours and all that but um yeah i just didn't mm-hmm. and um it's also tied to like the productivity things like i've I've shared too it's just been really i just especially for the first six months, I would say I could not even get like the barest of minimums done in my home and my work and my own habits. So um, how have I handled that? That was a question that came in. Sorry, I'm like doing your part here, but
1: no, you're um, fine. Well, cause... I guess the
0: answer. Yeah, go ahead. Well, sorry, Taylor, because this is my my volume is not loud on my headphones, so <laughs> I don't hear you.
1: Oh, oh, sorry. And I can't up. turn them
0: up. Okay.
1: Well, Someone asked, how do you deal with the desire to be productive while your baby forces you to slow down?
0: Yeah, um, and that kind of goes with the first question, too. And it's just not well. Yeah. Like This has been really challenging. That's what has been the most humbling for me, because I've always been very productive, Um, and I haven't at all. So, you know, I have said in the past, like, why I can be so productive is because I'm good at not doing things. Like, I'm good at being able to differentiate what's important and what's not. But yeah. now like all of what was important also couldn't be done. So I think it's just been very gradual. We're just gradually working our way back up to it. And it's been really in a, in a not fun way, but good for me to really get clear about what matters, um, for reals and including where I'm kind of shifting my own sense of self to what I get done.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'm going to ask my own question. Do you feel like you've yeah. been Like nice to yourself about that, or if you had to like learn to accept, has that been hard to like accept, like that this year has brought that change?
0: Oh, I, I think that's a great question. Honestly, I think the answer is both. I think I have, I have, I have been good about honoring, like I haven't blamed myself. Yeah. You know, which is, I think really huge. I've just been able to say like, no, this is just how things are. And it's not your fault um, and you're not doing it wrong. And it's not that you're not capable, although like other people who had babies at the same time are like back to everything a week later um, is how it felt. Um, mm-hmm. But no, for me, it's been just, but it has still also been frustrating, yeah. it's, but it's gotten better and it will keep getting better.
1: Yeah. That comparison piece is tough, but I think you're right. Mm-hmm. It will keep
0: getting better, you
1: know, um, yeah. And and also along with kids, someone wanted to know what do you do with your kids when you are working?
0: Um, Yeah, so it's funny, like whenever I get that question, my immediate response is offense. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah, because I'm like, well, they're just hanging out and taking care of themselves. And then I realize like that's not what they're asking. Like they're genuinely curious because they're trying to figure that out for themselves, too. And I think so- that's why. Yes. And I'm curious about that too. Like I see that from my other friends that are working, like, how are you handling that or people online? And so I'll just say uh, I have had a sitter since he was three months old that is supposed to come three times a week for three hours. But since then, and he's now um, almost 10 months old, it's been usually average on like two times a week. So like six hours a week. But like the, for example, the last two weeks, I didn't have any childcare at all Um, between like she she was out and um we had sick kids so it really fluctuates a lot but that is where um what happens and then i just have been trying to work more at night it's tricky i feel like everything i do is piecemeal but mm-hmm. it's it's fine
1: and your like your other your older four kids there's like a little bit of an age difference between your fourth and fifth so your older four kids are in school
0: uh-huh and, so and then my the fourth comes. is five okay Yes, he's in kindergarten and it's not full day where we go. So he comes home partly, partly through when she's here. Um, oh, okay. so she watches him for like an hour and a half about of those three hours that she watches the last two.
1: Yeah. I, I appreciate you being like honest and being like, this is like, this is what we're doing. Like you're not trying to pretend you don't have any help or I don't
0: know. Oh no, I'll it's never anything. not pretend. I'll, I'll <laughs> never pretend that. There we go.
1: Yeah, I think it's good to let people see that. Okay, I'm going to read this next question just word for word because it's so nice. Your skin is glowing
0: and beautiful.
1: What are you doing?
0: And I laughed when I got that question because it's literally the only time I've ever been asked. So I'll just say like I do not look at my face and think, "Wow, you have glowing good skin and you look so young for your age. (laughs) Um, I don't feel that way. But I will say I used to have really bad melasma after my fourth and um trying to think of what the name of the company was that I got the ads for on Instagram that I used their product and it really did help. Gosh, it starts oh, with an
1: M so like a lightning cream or something yeah. for melasma. Oh.
0: I yeah. But it um like you had to have a doctor visit over the phone. And then they oh. prescribed it to you. Um, it was, I could only use it every other night because my skin is really sensitive and that helped with the melasma. So that looks way better. I've also been religious about sunscreen and hats and eye cream since my early twenties, mid twenties. But, um, the thing I think that is making her think that is she might be seeing like, I, it looks like I'm glowing more. And that's just because of this great highlighter I got this year from Merit. M E R I T. I've, s- I've seen
1: this brand, but i've no, I've never yes, tried it you like I it?
0: bought one of their like little packs, like four or five products in a little bag, and I love their stuff. it's okay. really they're they're my I've like been cheating on beauty counter and trying some new stuff, and I really like their things a lot, but their highlighter mm-hmm. is super good. Good to know, so that's probably why it looks like it's going and okay. thank you
1: <laughs> those are all good tips. Okay, we'll do some rapid fire questions. Sound good? Okay. Yes. Okay, what is your favorite color?
0: Green with a wing of yellow. I love it. I love that. What's your favorite season? Fall, but it's turning into spring. Okay. Your favorite time of day? This is going to make me seem like a bad mom, but like when my kids are all in bed. And I, I to think just- that is
1: everyone's favorite. <laughs> <answer. laughs>
0: just like, no have it's that okay
1: moment. Yeah. yes couch yes. time i agree what's your favorite holiday
0: i'm not great with holidays i'm mm. I, I just not great I, I just feel like i lack some confidence with holiday stuff but i used to hate halloween but now i'm actually starting to really love halloween because we did so much in october as a family so it might mm-hmm. be halloween wow that okay. That's a I, huge I, shift. Yeah. I
1: resonate with that. Like same those same feelings. Um, I'm not quite yes. where I would say mine's Halloween yet, but like I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. I feel like this is going to be hard for you. Your favorite all time book.
0: Yes. So it's actually. Oh, the... oh let's see. I have it on my my stand here because I always get the name. I'm panicking because I think they gave it to a friend to read. I did. Oh, no, there it is. Sorry. The Book of Longings. I always want to call it Song of Solomon, which is <laughs> like it's the exact opposite of what it is. But The Book of what? Longings by Sue Monk Kidd. It's like the story of Jesus's wife. And you're going to be like, mm-hmm. what? Okay. It's really good. And The Covenant of Water that I read this year was really good. Um, But Harry Potter is my favorite series.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and for anyone wondering, like, you have, like, a highlight on Instagram where you talk, like, you rate books all the time. Tons of books, yeah. Yeah, that's a good resource. Okay, your what's your favorite food?
0: My favorite food um is kind of simple. I love this uh, jalapeno cheddar sourdough bread I make. Mm-hmm. And I like that with, like, a really good salad. And this is not because I'm, like, uber healthy. I just love, like... The kale salad from Cubby's is amazing. That kind of salad with like yeah. a lot of bread? Um, yes, that's that's it.
1: Yeah, that sounds good to me too. I love a delicious salad or a good like, pizza.
0: Oh, like a thin yeah, crust. Of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that it's a spot. What is your favorite place you've ever been to?
0: Um, my sister and I went on a 21-day trip to Europe when uh, after my first year of teaching. Cause I was hoping to be able to get pregnant the next year. And I wanted to go to Europe because I thought I probably won't be able to travel like after I have kids. And I was right. <laughs> and um, I mean, some people do it, but yeah. it hasn't been true for us. So Brad didn't want to go because of the money. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go with my sister. Yeah. And so we did. And it was no, like, we didn't fight over it. I was just like, okay, but I'm I'm going to do that. And I did. And I'm so glad. But my favorite thing was, my favorite place was Normandy. And huh. we stayed in, Besai. I don't know how to, I'm terrible, like with French and any language, but we stayed outside of Normandy in this really small town. And it was just so beautiful. And um just running like in the cow fields was really, really um like a, a moment. That was a moment for me.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I now knew that you did that. That sounds amazing. Like with your sister yeah.
0: and like a good chunk of time. So yeah. Fun. I mean, we went for a long time and I mean, so much so that we had some family members that were worried about Brad and I, but it was just like, no, like that's just how our relationship was too. Like he yeah. didn't want to spend the money, and I was really careful with money. I did that whole trip for three thousand dollars, everything. Wow, which is really I mean, this. I mean, crazy. this would have been
1: like several years ago. It but was even still.
0: Yeah, it was. It was like twelve-ish years ago, but still, even then, still, it was. We yeah. were so frugal. But I mean, it was just like kind of a matter of fact thing. Like I knew I needed to do this mm-hmm. before I had kids and it just wasn't a priority for him. So I was like, okay, I'm still going to do this. And I he was that. very supportive. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, okay. I feel like this has been so fun, but also so unfair. Because Why? it's only it, been about me and I want to know all these things about you.
1: That that's That's what the people want to know. Like this, I think this has been super fun.
0: Well, you have been amazing at this. And what I think we'll do is turn the tables and have them have this ability or this time to get to know you too. Um, but what I want to say is thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for seven years. Thank you to Taylor because she's been with me for five, right? Almost crazy. More? Anyway, maybe, maybe five. I think so. I think so. It was after I had my last, my fourth. So, um, she, By the way, is the only reason this podcast exists and keeps going. So you have been amazing and thank you for you. Well, that's too nice. Well, I think what we'll do is again, just say thank you. And if you've liked this, let us know because we would love to get more personal and we'll have, we're working on some things that we'll share in the new year that we're really excited about. Thanks again to Taylor for making the time. You may not know (laughs) that. One of the things I should have said on there is that I have so many tech issues from a very old desktop and laptop to internet issues, and it's getting old real quick. And Taylor had to wait over half an hour past our original scheduled time for my computer to even cooperate for us to record. So thank you for her special level of patience. Before I sign off, I want to remind you about our seven year anniversary favorite things giveaway that has been going on all November long. But at the end of the month, actually, the first week of December, I am going to draw three grand prize winners for $100 each and I've been giving away my favorite things all month. You can automatically enter either part of that giveaway by leaving a reading and review on Apple Podcasts. If you've already done that prior to 2023 or you don't have an iPhone, you can leave a review on any podcast app or just share about the show with a friend and send me a screenshot of either the review or the share at hello at progress.com. It's an honor to be a part of your life